Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Y Foundry DAO AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. We are definitely live. I can see we've got some people starting to come in. Clean Cuts is going to be a speaker today uh, from Y Foundry uh, or Y Foundry DAO. Terra Spaces is on the call and we'll be recording the call as per usual. So you can always check out the call after it's been. Uh, completed on terraspaces.org and just checking in with clean cuts here. Do we have anyone else jumping on the call today from the team? Uh, good morning. Uh, I think likely it's going to be myself, but also, you know, I see Crash has joined the call, so we could put up Crash as well. Uh, I think if, uh, if we can, yeah, it sort of cut out at the end there, but Crash. We'll bring Crash up as a speaker as well. Invite to speak. Fantastic. And we'll get this show on the road in just a minute. So for anyone that's tuning in, uh, this space will go for about an hour. And we're going to find out what Y Foundry are up to uh, at the moment. There's an exciting thing that's happening over at the Y Foundry DAO. And so with that being said, before we get into the nitty-gritties of the, the, what you're working on, how are you guys going? What's going on? Whereabouts are you? What's, um, what's the latest and greatest? All right. Well, uh, first off, thanks for having us here, uh, Dr. Dostcoin. And, you know, it's it's nice to speak doctor to doctor. 100%. <laughs> Once in a while. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, what, what we've been working on is uh, absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, we, we are just uh, chomping at a bit to really start sharing what, uh, what Y-Foundry has been building and, uh, you know, first off is that we call ourselves basically a decentralized vault platform. Uh, and this has been consistent with kind of what we've been saying since uh, September, November 2021. So actually, yeah, we, we're about a year old in terms of the project getting started. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so, yeah, we're actually kind of, uh, we're, we're building on Terra and we're trying to build basically a framework for people to create community-based boss. So as a community member, as someone who's in the user uh, user community of DeFi, how do you get a strategy idea that you have uh, into a fault, right? That's sort of the question that we asked ourselves back in 2021. And uh, in 2021, it was pretty limited what you could do in terms of like, if you had a, a strategy idea and you wanted to turn that into a product, into a fault, uh, you'd probably have to go around raising funds and creating a project by yourself. Just kind of like how we did and uh, you know, we we tried sort of speaking to existing vault protocols at the time, and it just you know it's not that they weren't interested; they were, but uh, there were not you know these tools, these infrastructure for users to come and propose their own strategies and create vaults did not exist then. Uh, but then you know within the course of a year, you know we 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 got funded in January, uh, and then we started working and grinding, and basically we've created those infrastructure pieces and uh, you know most of it is is in code we've put some stuff on testnet with uh we're working on sort of putting up wrapping up the last pieces of it now i'm very happy to say that you know in the mid october or late october we are probably going to be live on terra mainnet uh with this product and basically what's going to happen is that people can come in and actually propose strategy ideas and turn those into live faults, which they as a proposer or as a vault funder will be able to receive uh, future performance fees of automatically. Fantastic. That's actually really soon. Mid-October, that's, uh, that's going to come up. It was a few weeks away from now. Oh yeah, don't I know it. <laughs> don't I know it. And the team as well, you know, we've been grinding away 
so it's been it's been totally crazy, and yeah, it's coming out real soon. Certainly, and I can see um, Crash is on the call. Let's get a quick uh, word from Crash there too. How are you going there, mate? Hey, how's it going? I'm stuck in uh, Nashville, Tennessee traffic right now, so apologies if the connection is terrible. But yeah, super excited about what we're building, and I think uh, even more excited about what the community will come up with as far as strategies, as well as we've got a lot of mechanisms to help build out the platform because YFD is, you know, we're all about a true DAO, you know, decentralized um, in nature, pulling in some of the talent. I mean, we're really see ourselves as hopefully cultivating this community of builders and supporting them to build great things. So it starts with the vaults, but who knows where it could go from there. So excited to um, be here and excited. We're so close to launching our MVP. Yeah, I love that we can have these conversations, you know, when you're sitting in traffic and when you're, you know, in obscure places, of course, if you've got uh, reception. But uh, it's just, it's phenomenal. Sometimes I've got to pinch myself and remind myself like, man, we live, we've got it so easy when it comes to communicating with people these days. So I'm glad that I can have you both coming uh, live from your respective parts of the world uh, and your respective places. Now, we've touched loosely on, you know, you, you, you guys and uh, a little bit about Yield Foundry DAO. I recently listened to the space that you had, uh, I think it was just a couple of days ago. Um, I found it very informative. And surprisingly, I was looking at the call in real time and there's just, you know, I'd love for it to have more exposure and more people to, um, to get to know what you're building. And so for anyone that's listening now, if you're enjoying the call as it uh, develops, please share it, uh, let people know about it and let's spread the word of YFD. So YFD, in a nutshell, at the moment, uh, working on something. I'll get you to ex- actually expand on it in a second, but you're, you're rebuilding on-chain governance and distribution mechanisms, namely a governance and non-co- uh, non-custodial claims. Uh, essentially, there's a smart contract escrow system uh, for, to, to, for the gig economy. This is, this is the kind of the, the main thing that I got in that first space was this conversation around the gig, gig economy and the problem that you're solving there. I'd love if one of you could um, maybe expand on that a little bit. Absolutely. I, ju- I think I'd just like to say, like, uh, basically, you know, this is our, our plan is eventually we're going to have the railroad or, or, you know, the metaphorical railroad of like this gig economy being laid across the uh, across the nation. But uh, right now we're just kind of like building the tracks and laying our first one. Uh, and, you know, hopefully that that's something that expands in the future. And uh, I think, Crash, you want to go... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you you touched on several things, you know, talking about, you know, the governance platform, talking about the escrow capabilities. I really see us as, and what Clean said, building the tools, laying the track, building a lot of open source um, mechanisms that will be transparent, will be on chain. I mean, I see this as the true implementation that we're working towards um, of a uh, true implementation of the promise of smart contracts. Um, when I first heard about Ethereum, you know, I started out buying some Bitcoin, got involved with Ethereum and was excited about the capabilities to have like this sort of trustless, um, everything is on chain. You've got these like automated mechanisms for payment. If somebody does something that it initiates a payment, um, you have the community vote on developer milestones. And that's really what we've you know set out to build is um, to start down that path. And you know, of course, we're focusing on connecting strategists um, with builders and in an easy way to actually realize their their visions. But we see this as being much bigger than that with the tools that we have, as well as supporting other um, other teams, other projects. Maybe they want to use some of what we've built. They want to take lessons from the code that we've created. Um, that's, you know, more power to them. It's all about, you know, giving back and having these tools as being available to better the overall ecosystem. If we can have better on-ramps for new people, have better ways for new projects to get started and also be more secure, be more trusted, you know, limit the amount of like shadiness going on and rug pulls and things like that. I mean, I think that that'll be a huge win. Fantastic. Anything to piggyback there on Clean Cuts, Doctor? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I just wanted to say uh, basically, you know, one of the ways that we're thinking about this is that uh, we wanted to create basically a sentient protocol that would be able to uh, you know, grow itself, that would be able to look out for itself and also just basically have its user community at the forefront of whatever uh, interests or whatever project that it's running. And basically, uh, with with the on-chain escrow and governance that we're building for Y-Foundry, uh, the community can achieve that trustlessly without sort of any, having like any kind of like backdoor deals or sort of like uh, core team running the show. So everything, absolutely everything is is, is like on-chain. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at governance that's actually enforceable and not just like suggestions which can be ignored. Uh, so we definitely are very proud with like the work that we've done uh, in creating that. Right. So, you know, you're just talking about uh, governance that's enforceable and not just suggestions, I guess is a really good uh, segue to, you know, what are some of the biggest problems that you're seeing at the moment in this space? that you're working on solving and how specifically, so obviously we, we're getting a bit of a, a, an idea about the what here, but how specifically does it work? And, you know, I'd love if you can to do a, a little bit of a summary synopsis and Eli 5, and then also um, a bit of a, a higher level explanation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm a simple man. You know, I see, I see votes. I think, okay, this is like what we do in real life. We're trying to like uh, vote for representatives, vote for polls and things like that. And everyone would like to think that, you know, that process is completely fair and uh, completely transparent, especially when you bring it to, to like the blockchain. Uh, but when you when you think about votes that are currently existing, uh, you know we actually probably are looking at snapshot as the main one of the main tools that are across like ninety nine percent of projects with on chain governance right now, or or what they call on chain governance. But actually, uh, you know a lot of people don't know that snapshot is an off chain uh, app. So meaning to say, it runs on you know centralized web servers and things like that. It has centralized dependencies, admin keys, things like that. Uh, and so like any sort of centralized uh, you know control that could be given to the wrong person or you know maybe even just misused misused or abused to create sort of like um, wrong a wrong type of voting uh, you know maybe false voting amounts or, or, or things like that and uh, one of the things that we've seen uh, this actually this is, has actually been exploited is like for example, um, I think some people, unfortunately, may remember Beanstalk, one of the popular protocols on uh, Ethereum. A uh, couple couple months ago, uh, I think back in April, oh no, it's actually like a, a year plus ago, uh, lost $181 million just from something exploited through on-chain voting, or rather, you know, their snapshot voting system. Uh, and this is because someone could take a flash loan uh, and basically use that to then deposit like a, a disproportionately large amount of governance tokens and then get those votes because the, the snapshot system doesn't know that, hey, you know, this is a flash loan. Um, so things like that sort of really makes makes this question like, you know, is the existing governance infrastructure resilient enough for the future? And then we're looking at these sort of like governance exploits, you know, this is not the first one. And we're definitely thinking like, no, this is not good enough for the future of DeFi, the future of Web3, the future of you know NFT communities and DAOs and things like that. And so uh, what we've done uh, specifically is basically create our a new a new model from the ground up where uh, I would say like like basically it's it's um, like the curve locking model for governance, and we add on with the fact that uh, hope. All, all votes are accounted for in every single proposal only once. So no more and no less, meaning to say that, you know, even if you come, uh, even if you, someone deposits a large number of governance tokens and locks it or whatever, um, in like, after the fact, you won't be able to just add a bunch of votes to a poll that's already ongoing. And we've seen that happen as well. Uh, I think personally for me uh, on 
mirror protocol, for example, uh, last you know in the last year, we've seen governance attacks, sort of like governance upsets, where it's like it seems like the polls going one way, and then suddenly it's a big, a huge whale comes in, uh, deposits a bunch of tokens, and then just like swings the vote the other way. And this happens pretty often in, in in crypto, like we've seen it happen pretty often. And so with the kind of system that we're building, with you know locking as and also like accounting for votes only once and using the uh, brand new sort of like vote system that we have uh votes become limited to in the sense that every single voter we already know how many votes you have and that's as much as you have and we know like what is the total amount of votes issued and and you know everything's like uh it, it works like a token so you can even like transfer your vote if you want to or you want to trade it sell it whatever it is that you want to do with it but at the end of the day is that we're accounting for all the votes only once and that's not a moving target that's not dynamic numbers so we always know like that the vote, the vote can resolve with all of the existing voters and not have like brand new uh people jump into the jump into the uh, fray and then start like affecting the vote got it and regarding you know obviously this is a terror specific uh endeavor is it just to be clear is it terror two or is it going to be on both chains or Absolutely. So uh, right now, our implementation is uh, we're planned to launch on Terra 2. So that's the Phoenix network. Fantastic. And is there anything, so, you know, the question I often have is around demand, firstly and foremost, and then also um, competitors. And so do you know of anyone else in the space trying to solve the same problem? Um, if so, you know, are there points of differences? Um, what can you sort of comment what comments can you provide there? Oh, for sure. I think uh, you know definitely there has been like we, we've seen we've seen some uh, pretty interesting experiments in DAOs all across the cosmos. Uh, but I think nobody is doing like sort of the exact same thing that we're doing. We we see little pieces here and there. For example, I think uh, someone's doing uh, community votes as well, or like sort of the platform for votes, a platform for interchange strategies, things like that are pretty popular. But most of it we still see are basically very centralized. And the core, you know, the core team will usually be the one to tell you that uh, because all of the information is is behind the core team. Whereas, uh, you know, for us, basically the plan is to release as much as possible <laughs> and as well as sort of like looking at the way incentives are being distributed uh, i think if you take a look at a lot of the sort of like community fault platforms that are either live or sort of on its way uh, you see that the split is kind of like 98 percent to the you know to the DAO or something and a two percent to strategist or maybe like 95 five percent uh and we're kind of doing that differently we are actually basically saying, okay, for the DAO, uh, for the platform, will be one third of the fees. And then the rest of it, all of it, goes to the strategist and the users who fund the development of a form. So what we're saying is, hey, community, uh, we don't want to hang on to the fees because that's the most valuable part, like off the wall, right? Like you create, if you create a good strategy, if you create a really unique strategy um, that people like and people use, and it's a resilient strategy that works throughout the year, uh, the thing that's going to make the most the most money out of that is going to be the performance fees. And as a strategist, as someone who fund or or as a booster, which is like someone who funds the development, you stand to gain the most from that. Um, just by you know being on the platform and funding and supporting and you know creating these ideas uh, and turning those into actual vaults with with the help of our system, and so as the platform, I don't think we want to take a bigger cut. We don't want to take a bigger cut. We just want to say, hey, come on here, take the two thirds, distribute it how you want, uh, you know, and uh, bring your ideas. And in that way, we can ensure that you know Y Founder is always growing. It's always organic, and we always have like a very competitive atmosphere uh, where the best ideas would basically win. Got it. Yeah, I like. So, just to be clear, the the mission here really is to make it so that there's just more. It, there's more incentive to create strategies that benefit the ecosystem and uh, incentivize developers to create uh, or execute these strategies, so that. Uh, system benefits and then of course they can you know generate more income than they typically would as well absolutely and uh, i think we we've got uh, more plans as well than just vaults 
Uh, but I think you know, I'd love to, uh, if Crash wants to leak some of that alpha. Uh, but basically, I'm going to say like for in terms of uh, the vaults itself, like just talking about vaults, we definitely want to work with the underlying protocols. For example, let's say, uh, you know, Zodiac or Edge or where we launch some Terra and creates like a lending network or like a synthetics uh, product. We definitely want that to be part of a Y Foundry vault. Because what we're doing as Y Foundry is that we're, we're mixing and matching these pieces and then like turning that into a viable strategy or product uh, through the community. And the community can, you know, be as creative as they want with those pieces. And I think with those protocols, uh, the more creative that we are with their products, the more TVL that we're sending their way. And they're also benefiting off the top of that. So why not? Let's all work together. And, uh, you know, what they can be like, hey, here's the best way to implement our code uh, you know, with your vault or, or the best way to, to, to use these pieces. Or like, hey, you know, we'll build a, an API or something that'll make your vaults call our uh, platform like a lot easier and things like that, which is uh, the kind of coordination that we want to build across the ecosystem. Like imagine if vaults had like smart ways to, to make decision making, to do decision making with like reporting that's built uh, in collaboration with the underlying project. So you're not any sort of like, you're not doing like a parasitic relationship. You're actually symbiotic and you're both growing together. And at, a, at the end of it all, the user is the one who benefits the most. So yeah, that's sort of where, where we're trying to go with faults. Gotcha. And I just want to burn something here. It's probably a really silly question, but you're saying vaults, yeah? Like V-A-U-L-T-S. Yes, sir. That's right. Okay, gotcha. Because sometimes it sounds like votes, and I'm, just, I'm finding myself getting a little confused. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's that's my accent kicking in. <laughs> oh, good. I, I definitely mean V-A-U-L-T-S, yes. Perfect. And Crash, it sounded like you were about to jump in there. Yeah, I think just to add to that, because um, you just think about the composable nature of these and having a platform that is trusted and has the mechanisms to properly do a good job of auditing all of these like money Legos. I think the intent is over time with additional primitives and with additional I think we're having some uh, we're having some sand issues there crash you, probably the last 10 seconds has just been all chop um yeah the gist of what he was saying basically uh with with the composability in the ecosystem with the composability of these tools what we're hoping to do is that expand that utility beyond just faults beyond just DeFi. we want to support community projects we want to support nft projects we want to support like uh creators and people who just you know need a bit of funds to get started like it's, it's similar to kickstarter right we have kickstarter uh we have uh for what's the name of the other platform, but we have a bunch of these crowdfunding platforms that already exist in Web2, but nobody's doing it with crypto. And I think that we're sort of the first to be thinking of that and uh, actually, you know, working our way to, towards an implementation in V1 where we would, uh, we, we are planning to have on our roadmap, we have on our roadmap, basically, we want to create escrow contracts where people can fund and you know have that funding be uh immortalized on chain as you know like sort of like how much did you find when did you find uh, what did you find etc and then like having that creator be accountable for the funds that are sent like for example it's it is not uh we are not having a a, a platform that just sends people money like first off it's not like just oh, okay you got funded here's 100k you know, buzz off. No, it's not like that. So with the escrow contracts that we're building, every single step of the funding process has accountability. So we, we even with like say, you know, 20K, 10K, 50K, whatever it is that you get funded with, it's broken down into milestones and those milestones uh, you will have to deliver. Uh, but you know, it gives you the peace of mind as well as the the fundee, the person receiving the funding. Like you know, you, let's say you're an NFT artist or you're building a a project or something like that, you know that the money is good. Like it's locked in there. It, it's in the smart contract. It's not going anywhere else. And you know that you will have funding to complete uh, the project as long as you deliver on those those goals. As long as you're transparent with the DAO. As long as you show up, uh, you know, uh, each of these milestones and show your progress, you're getting you're getting those funds no matter what. Nobody's rug pulling them. Nobody's taking them out of the smart contract. So I think that's that gives you a lot of peace of mind. And then for the people who fund stuff, you know that there's a bunch of like funding scams already on like uh, Kickstarter, even like projects that get funded and then nothing comes 
comes out of it. Um, and because there's no accountability. And I, I think we've seen that even more in Web3 when people are paying like uh, five, six figures for, for things uh, through community grants. And then like suddenly there's nothing to show for it in like three, six months, eight months. So I think the community needs something like that, which uh, is like, you know, an escrow funding uh, and like, you know, with community oversight kind of contract, which is what we're trying to build next for V1. Yeah, I really like the comparison you made or the, I, I appreciate that you said it's sort of like a crypto Kickstarter because it's a very easy thing to understand. People understand what Kickstarter is. Um, and you're right, you know, there are lots of projects that uh, receive funding and then just either take a very long time to deliver or don't deliver at all. And so you're dishing it, you know, what you can find is that there's funding that's being dished out to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes more. Um with very little sort of returns and, and accountability. And so what essentially the proposal is here and the word that was being used in one of your other spaces, you were talking about like small or micro bounties. And so it's a series of small bounties, the task gets completed, the, the funds in escrow get uh, issued to the completer of the task. That's, that's it in a nutshell, yeah? Uh, actually, just want to correct the record here. Uh, basically, it's it's a it's kind of yeah we're working towards having those two being the same thing but right now it's actually two separate things so it's more like uh there'll be like say a project lead right someone who says hey i want to do i want to build this thing and here's my proposal you know here's the developer i'm going to work with here's this and that and this and that and then the community say okay you know this is worth funding and then they fund it and then that that uh project person the project lead will then receive that funding uh in like broken down milestone amounts and then when they do when they you know they, they get those fundings uh they can then yeah sure uh, break down the work and then into bounties and things like that or you know if, if the crucibles which are like our working groups receive funding in that way they can also break it down into bounties and distribute work like that um but in terms of like from the smart contract to the bounties the bounties are are not smart contract so just want to be very clear about that right now is that like the the part that is a smart contract is the escrow of the the funding of the the funds and then the distribution of those funds in broken down milestones but not directly into the bounty area excellent thank you for clearing that up for me um and just to just to get a, a little bit of information too you did touch on in the middle there you said uh Talking about you want to support community projects and NFT projects. Are there any particular community projects or community-driven projects slash NFT projects that you're uh, fans of at this point in time? Oh, I, I can't pick favorites, but I think if you look at my profile picture, <laughs> you definitely know uh, what's what's my number one right now. But uh, I I know I see Astro Heroes here, and I just want a quick shout out to them because uh, you know they're one of the most enthusiastic partners we've worked with. I also want to shout out Distop AI. Uh, unfortunately, now you know they've moved to Polygon, but you know still near and dear to us, and they're still using their images in our. Uh, articles, you know, the randomly generated images, which uh, we 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 worked together to create, you know, sometime back in in uh, twenty twenty one, I believe, uh, or and and basically, oh sorry, not twenty twenty one, but like earlier earlier, you know, in the in the crypto space, time just kind of like compresses and expands sometimes, but uh, yeah, we had this AI and uh, you know, Skeleton Punks as well, we've been very supportive. Grab it out, I think amazing project uh, amazing people as well and there, there's a ton of you know great talent that we see in in the terra community or the former terra community uh and we'd love to see them you know most of them come back to terra 2 as well uh while we're doing this launch because you know i think that we we don't like working in a vacuum we definitely like outreach and, and working with all these different projects different community projects and uh you know we've recently even met up with uh someone new uh, or like new to us i guess uh called deeps i think he's building he's, he's building uh nft switch which is like a community uh, otc like nfts uh i think trading platform which is something that you know is pretty interesting as well community powered marketplaces instead of like centralized marketplaces so yeah we're, we're pretty excited i think about all the potential collaborations that are coming up yeah there's plenty of names that i that i recognize and that i've been having personal conversations with too a shout out to all you guys um <clears throat> i'm just going to invite uh crash back for a second and just see if he's got some reception now because i think he may have been driving through a tunnel or something is there anything um that you've got there for us, Crash, that's that's uh, feeling relevant. 
um, related to new partnerships or just anything in general? Well, sure. If you've got some news about partnerships, if you've got any little, uh, there's a, a nod to there potentially being some alpha as well. Um, all of that is welcome. Yeah, I think uh, kind of back to um, our, our bounty board going up. Um, excited to get that going. We're really looking at, um, like I said, YFD is community of builders. So really going to incentivize that. We want to incentivize those that will come to actually build and almost see it as kind of a co-op. You know, you build, you own the platform, you get the token, you can lock that to have voting rights and do more things on the platform, launch your project. So that's first and foremost, excited to get those going and actually see this, you know, really shape as a, a community owned sort of organic thing that will, um, you know, help determine the direction of the future, you know, or determine the direction of the future of the project. Um, also, I see, uh, I see some, uh, you know, Astro Heroes on here. I see Traders NFT. I'm excited. I know that they both have uh, a place on Terra right now. So yeah, excited to get some, you know, partnership conversations going. I think that what we built, there's some really cool potential even today to do some really unique things with the code that we already have built for MVP. And then of course, Clean talked about, you know, future being able to get, you know, advanced funding for a variety of projects held in escrow to really enable the community to, um, to really create things. Uh, I think we've got so many people with great ideas and great talent, but maybe they just don't have the connection have the funding to realize that vision so very excited to um, enable that um, and i really see us as you know bring in the talent bring in the builders and hopefully just see it grow from there love it and this something you said and it was a, a passing comment in uh the space you did recently just something to the effect of uh you know the community will be able to vote on the work being done by that, uh, well, actually, no, that's the first part of it. But then my question to you is, are you saying that there's potentially, um, you know, a tiered payment system where as the unlocks are happening, um, if the community is voting on the work that's being done, is there a, how would I word this? Is there a situation where the community can say, well, the work is, you know, like a five out of 10? And so that would change the remuneration or is it just the work is done slash not done? I think that's a great, uh, something great that we could take away. I think there's all sorts of potential to enhance. Um, even I, we don't have that currently built in. It's more of the milestones. So at each milestone, like clean said, if work is performed to the satisfaction of the DAO, to progress to the next milestone, then they'll get the additional funding to keep going. Um, encourages projects to have a roadmap, stick to it. I mean, I think that there'll be many cases of maybe they come shy of some roadmap items, but if they can show that they're making the progress, they can you know continue. And maybe there's even mechanisms in the future, projects get abandoned and we want others to come in and pick up on it. I've, we've seen that, especially recent market crashes, um, great, strong communities, but the leaders are just, for whatever reason, maybe they're wrecked, maybe they're just disinterested. It'll be an easy way for others to come in and take over um, if if that happens, if the idea, you know, the community wants to see the idea continue. Um, so I think that's a great one that I'll take back. Right now, we don't have mechanisms to do that. I also think of like Kickstarter, you know, how you could have... Um, some of those platforms, you've got stretch goals, you've got additional things. Maybe you could even accommodate some overfunding for, hey, here's the basic idea I have, but if I get double that amount of money, then there's some additional items on the roadmap. I mean, I think there's all sorts of potential and would love to get um, additional people in there to come up with new ideas. And I think this is for the community to decide which of these are functions that we want in the platform itself. You know, so you have individuals that are funding different projects and vaults but you also have you know the strong community of builders and token holders that are determining where yfd goes next and what we focus on got it yeah i i was just thinking as i was mapping that out of my head after i had that idea i was like 
what are the you know potential there's pros and cons to everything right and so it's like well what are the cons here could is there a situation where you know you have uh some collusion uh which basically says you know what we don't we have some sort of vendetta towards the specific uh strategist or developer um and so no matter what they put through we're not going to approve it like is that is that a is that a risk that could you know, eventuate? Oh yeah, I can I can speak more on this. Uh, I think it's definitely a, a scenario that we've thought of, we've thought about uh, in depth while we are trying to build this. And you know, it goes the other way as well. You know, it could be collusion to deny a particular strategist and developer. It could also be collusion to sort of like pass a a a I guess a dud proposal to just be like, oh hey, you know, we've got all these ideas, uh, fund this, and then in the end, like take the funding and run, right? So that there's those scenarios are sort of like equally probable, and you know, with economic incentives and the way that economic incentives work, I think people will always try to game the system. Uh, but the way that we're doing it, I think uh, with you know a lot of the things requiring sort of like mass community approval, uh, definitely it would limit some of that, and also like the way that we're doing with uh, you know addresses that can receive funds uh, is also like going through like a whitelist program uh, with the community approving that. So definitely something that I think reduces the risk. Although uh, in terms of like mitigating it completely, I think we're, we're going to have a much longer journey and we're going to have to test some things out and sort of like just throw things at the wall. Uh, so I think that's an interesting experiment that we want to go on with the community and discover like what else can we do to make this safer. And I think like that's like an, uh, almost like an open bounty, you could say. Yeah, I think clean hit on it. I mean, that's some of the things that in addition to builders um, having, you know, really strong like testers, having, you know, strong simulators and people that will red team and blue team this. I mean, that's sort of stuff that we'll be incentivizing heavily um, from the bounty process. So um, and, and, you know, of course, be up to the, you know, at a certain point, be up to the DAO as to whether those activities, you know, how valuable those activities are. but that sort of uh, idea of layering in, in addition to the traditional auditing process, you've got this like army of community kind of auditors and testers. Um, I think it's really powerful and it may be something that other protocols want to use. Perfect, perfect. And so what I want to do here is just put the word out to listeners at the moment. If you have some questions that are popping up for you as you listen to this conversation, um, you are most welcome to jump up and ask them. Uh, of course, we want to make sure that you leave the space feeling well-informed. So if you've got any questions, uh, now's the time from now on for the next 20 minutes, you are most welcome to come up and ask those. Uh, I'm just going to check in with Edwin as well behind the Orbital Command account. P.S. Shout out to Edwin for hosting uh, by the Orbital account. How are you going there, buddy? Do you have any questions uh, ruminating at the moment? No, I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I think ultimately what I hope happens after these conversations is that the community is well informed as you mentioned and then to have them get included or get integrated into the community of Y foundry here right so that they can just continue to learn and stay on top of the updates that they are coming up with i, I think um, they plan on doing like a weekly update um and so that that's important right now. I, you know, I feel like today we're looking at the Astroport governance and how like sixty five people out of like fourteen thousand participated in in governance. And so I, I feel like there's still so many people that are not paying attention to like the the deeper layer of what the protocols are doing. And so I just hope that all this information, all this knowledge, you know, and education, and the effort that projects are putting into. Um, to, to the Terra ecosystem doesn't get lost, you know? And so uh, I think at, at, at the end, as we get to the end here, you know, just uh, I hope to hear, your, uh, you know, some action items that the team here would like uh, the community to take. It's a really, it's a really valid point, Edwin, just around, um, you know, that, that lack of activity. What was it, 60, just over 60 people, I think, in that network of thousands. Um, so the question is, how do you get people to care more? How do you get people to care more? And this is actually, I'll direct this question to you, uh, both Crash and Dr. Clean. You know, how do you think you get people to care more to actually be active and participate? Oh, yeah, it's it's a heck of a mystery, right? I think everyone here uh, and everyone 
that is like in the Web3 space trying to solve that. And I think people are also like asking for tens of thousands of dollars to solve that. And we, well, we, as you know, you know, we were in Terra one. So after the crash, we don't have as much of a leeway in terms of revenue to like pay someone to figure this out for us. Uh, but the, the, the sort of conclusion that we've reached is that like, you know, organic all the way, uh, or like, you know, organic most of the way, uh, and then the rest of it, community decides like how we want to use the funding and things like that to get mindshare. Um, but for the main part, I think what we want to do is that like, from the start, from the very launch of the project, make sure that, you know, this is something that we're building in collaboration with the community. Like, for example, uh, with our upcoming launch, you know, it's going to be a need for UI design and, and we're going directly to the community for those ideas. We're definitely saying like, hey, you know, we're going to create those bounties and uh, you guys hack at it. You guys come up with your creative solutions for it. And then like, we're going to like look through and then see like which ones get the most traction. We're going to comment and discuss basically the ideas that are put forth and then turn those into what our UI actually is uh, at the end of launch. And so I think with that idea that the people in your user community or your potential user community are the ones who actually submit the work and ideas that will become reality on launch i think that gets them immediately into sort of like the the mode of like hey uh, i have a part ownership in this in this project and that means that they're inherently interested and then continuing on that narrative and just like building the rest of it including like you know the first wall proposals the first uh you know the things that come up uh and and become like usable vaults and also have those like designed and boosted and helped by the community i think that's a way also to give them further ownership of it and then distributing tokens yeah that's another thing that people have already been doing um and and yeah the whole goal, entire goal as well oh and not to mention the people who are doing the bounties they're getting paid as well in 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 the token right and then they know like hey you know we can basically lock this in and use it to get a part of the platform fees and things like that so that's oh not just platform fees but also like votes and, and you know create proposals and things like that so they know that you know in every way uh they can benefit more by, by having a piece of the community having a piece of the protocol and uh we want that basically to 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 signal that hey you know this is your platform too you know even though you're here let's say to earn like a part-time as a part-time job you know designing work or like to do like ui ux work uh you know that hey you know you have a piece of this platform which you are still getting work from and you can get future work from and then not just that but you can get other, other kinds of income uh, i think that's a very attractive prospect at least you know from the start and then we'll we'll build on that we have also an like incentive programs plan which uh, is probably going to be our next work meeting it's going to be talking about incentives so uh we're, we're really hoping that a lot of this stuff is aligned with the community and gets them to 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 understand that hey you know this is your platform too and like uh get people on board and not just in in sense of like you know joining as a user uh but also like you know as a person in the community like we definitely respect like individual individuality i think diversity makes us stronger and uh, yeah, having those people in our community with us and being like, um, I don't know, we don't have a name for it yet. I guess a YFD or YFDI <laughs> uh, will be very helpful. And what about yourself, Crash? Do you have anything to add on getting people to care and participate? Yeah, I mean, just it's it's a challenge. It's something that we've talked about at length. Um, you know, I, I think that there is a balance, you know, with this attention economy and making sure that you get the attention on the things that matter it will be interesting to see where it goes and um i think clean touched on some important things i mean i think at the at the uh, core of this we are seeing this as building you know you're building your own economy that you can take advantage of benefit from if you want to continue to you know, get you get some of this work or you just want to see cool projects or get the potential to fund early stage cool projects um that's why you would be invested in the long-term health and sustainability of the protocol which includes making sure you're regularly there and voting um also what clean mentioned you know as far as you know partnerships incentives things of that nature you know be doing our best to set up an environment where you have mechanisms to bring people in you know they want to come back they want to check on it it's not one of those that um you know, there's a few things on the roadmap and it takes months to get it going. And I think that that's the power of the community as well. You get enough people kind of crowd crowd using the platform. You'll see a lot more activity there. You'll see a lot more variety of projects in the future. And hopefully it'll something you'll you'll be wanting to be more active in. 
but it is it is something that we're talking about quite a bit and we'll be we'll be watching along with the community awesome yeah i feel like it's i think the chasm that needs to be crossed in crypto is um like simplification of information and i think a lot of a lot of it is you know too high level for people to for it to be accessible or palatable or digestible and so the you know it's story people connect and, and, and communicate through story it's like okay well then how can you simplify a story that is compelling that aligns with the end user or end listeners values and then have them be invested in and this is i guess the the benefit in the crypto space is that people can actually be you know tangibly invested in something um, how do you get them to be invested in enough uh, enough for them to yeah take action? And so there's a you know we're not going to solve this in the next fifteen minutes on this call, but I just think that's a really interesting discussion, and um, and you know someone's going to figure it out eventually, and and when they do, it'll be uber beneficial um, for the entire crypto sphere. But you did say um, MVP releases in a few weeks' time. Uh, Rigorous testing is taking place. Who have you got doing testing? Is there any access? Is there any any early access for perhaps listeners here to um, check out the MVP? Is there anything that we can uh, share in that regard? Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, we we are doing community testing and things like that with uh, some of the community members who joined in like uh, much earlier. But you as well as a listener or as a user or someone listening after the fact. Uh, of the space, you can come on to the Y Foundry Discord server and basically, you know, uh, join our developer crucible. There's no paywall, there's no gate. Uh, you know, you just walk right in and basically, uh, you know, we'll, we'll chat with you and then we'll figure out like who you are in the community and then, you know, uh, start testing, <laughs> start working with uh, our CTO, Ray, who's going to guide you through like what needs to be done. Yeah, it's all on testnet right now, like Clean said. Um, right now, we're still working through the MVP front end. So I think it, the world will open up once that is released for a large amount of people that are maybe a little less technical can go in and test it. But that's the sort of stuff that you'll see pop up in bounties. You'll see us want to coordinate in mass in an easy way for anyone to get on there, test it out, um, get some, you know, potentially get some YFD token and just get involved with the community. We would love to have you come and do that and call out anything that you see. Yeah, I'll certainly be jumping in. I've just I joined the Discord this morning, actually. I'm going to jump in there and uh, have a little look at that myself coming up to the launch of the MVP. Um, what I want to do as well, because I'm looking at the time, there's 12 minutes left in this call here. I just want to check in again with the people who are listening because quite often I'll have a space and then it's like the last two minutes someone jumps in and then asks, <laughs> we'll try and ask a big question. So if you're listening, uh, you know, I can see some big brains in here too. So if you're listening, I'm going to give you 30 seconds of silence right now and you can jump up if you wish. I'll just take this 30 seconds to give a shout out to some of our Discord members that are listening. That's Church Key. He's one of our community mods and he's also part of uh, the mod team in Lavana. Uh, Madman, another community member that uh, has a lot of uh, important information. I know he's big into Lunk and seeing how to help out that ecosystem as well. And B Vance, she's a rock star. She's part of the Space Kelly's team. And um, just so just wanted to sh give you guys a shout out for continuing to support Orbital Command and also uh, just the projects that are coming up into the spaces and sharing just uh, the innovation and the things they are trying, the experimentations that are going on in the ecosystem. Yeah, good shout. Love those moments, just sitting, waiting, anticipating. <clears throat> if no one comes up, that's also fine. That's totally fine. Um, regarding alpha, just to just to double back for a second, you did say earlier there was some alpha. Just to be clear, has it been dropped and I missed it, or is it still yet to be dropped? Uh, I think one of the things that we're pretty excited about uh, and something teased in our previous spaces is uh, with with the boosting boosters and you know those are just getting like a piece of the future performance of the vault. Uh, we've further gone and implement uh, or you know we're, we're implement implemented or implementing basically like a way for you to transfer those rights. Uh, so to speak, to you know a future owner. So if you're someone who created a great 
a good fault or you're someone who funded a good fault and you want to flip those uh, shares, I'll, I'll say, um, you can. Oh, I think your speaker's been knocked off. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was basically saying that as you know, uh, we're building this uh, system for people to post vaults and to fund vaults, and you know, you basically have a piece of the future performance fees. You will be able to transfer them, you know, further to a future owner. So potentially, this could you could flip your your uh, entitlement to future fees, basically as a strategist or as a uh, booster. That's amazing. That's actually huge. I love that. So it'd be like buying businesses. It'd be like someone buying a business, um, but the vault is essentially its own little business that's being created by someone and you basically just take it over. Yeah. You want to be the early stage investor, you can invest and you'll you know, reap the benefits of being a part of that project early on. But if you decide you want to cash out a portion of that, you'll have an option to be able to do that, trade it to someone else who wants to own a stake in whatever that was that was created. So would it work from a user experience uh, perspective, would it work that there's like a, mm, a marketplace in a way on the, on the website or something like that where you can go through and have a look at um, the offers from the vault owners um, and then basically see what the terms are and, and start the conversation or how would that, how would that look? So, so what's wonderful about that is basically, uh, you know, the data we're, we're building it so that all the data is there on the blockchain and anyone can kind of want to build that who wants to build that marketplace option, either sort of independently or as like a proposal in the DAO, they can either way, they can do that. And then like those things will fit right in. So you can create like your own, uh, you know, analytics, even you want to do your own reporting and say like, you know, these, these are the most profitable flips of like performance fees or like where is the flip like efficient or like you know, all of these tools you can, you can build because like all of the data it's on chain, all fully on chain, baby. Yeah. And let's say that um, just, let's just say that the way that we've built it, it will be uh, easy to partner with some uh, particular protocols to be able to help with that too. Sorry, can you repeat that last sentence? I said that the way, to what Clean said, the way that it um, is built, it will be um, it will be great partnership opportunities with some others to um, possibly help to realize that you know way to you know either a marketplace or some other option. Yeah, I, so as someone who's not you know I'm not a developer and I'm not um, I'm just not in that world of you know building smart contracts and things of that nature. So it's it is. A lot of it does go over my head. As an investor, I look at that and I go, "This is a re- that's a really cool idea. That's a really, you know, that's a really cool idea. If I could just essentially take over someone's cash flow um, by owning their vault, um, that I I don't even know if this is that exciting to everyone else, but I've just found that very exciting. So hopefully that little bit of alpha there. Yes. Uh, 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 so just want to add real quick is that like you know I've been running the numbers for these uh, vaults and like some like the the fee ownership, and I can definitely say like there is a <laughs> sort of a, a very interesting interaction with you know uh, a vaults TVL right. It's not static usually, and it's, it can be pretty dynamic. And so you could be someone uh, who's holding the share of a uh, you know a, a one uh, a few hundred k TVL vault, and then later you share you sell it, and then someone else uh, then has like a much much more valuable share when that TVL grows to one or two million. So there's definitely a dynamic there that's very interesting that uh, yeah, can create some new value for the community. Certainly, I'm very much looking to see this all roll out. In the last few minutes, are there any bits of information that you guys, you know, are sitting on that you want to impart? Anything that hasn't been said in this conversation? You know, perhaps I haven't asked the right question to elicit the response. But is there anything that you want the people to know uh, before they leave the call today? Uh, I think one of the things maybe like that's important to me is that like uh, knowing that this the bounties and the community that we're building. It's not just for people who are super super. Uh, big brain and galaxy brain, or like people who are like developers and coders and things like that. Uh, we want to. We, we really want to build a platform with a place for everyone. 
I think that's something that uh, some of the previous hosts or maybe even Crash mentioned in the last uh, space that we had. But yeah, it's a place for everyone. So if you're an artist, if you're someone who just, you know, uh, I don't know, you're just getting started, you want to do community stuff, you want to do writing, uh, whatever it is, you know, you have a skill, you have a passion for for learning, you have a passion for DeFi or blockchain or RepTree or, you know, all the things that it stands for, privacy, centralization, uh, you know, self-custody, liberty, personal liberty. If you have passion for things like that, come onto a Discord and just be, be a part of the community. You can join the conversation and join the activities, even just by being an observer, uh, even just by sort of being uh, someone who, who watches and, and does and uh, learns first. Uh, so don't feel intimidated, even if you know you feel like, okay, all this is kind of going over my head. But if you feel like you vibe, with this, uh, hop on in, and you know it's never too it's never too late, it's never too early to start um, learning. So yeah, we're very very welcome to all skill, all people, all skill levels, and all sort of backgrounds. Anything to piggyback there, Crash? No, I think he, I think I clean nailed it. We really like to see a diverse pool of talent and people that um, see the community and really shape this into what it will be—the true decentralized vision of what we hope it will be. Um, we've got lots of things, you know, in the works, lots of things planned. I think for now, it's great for what we have right now, but hoping that even more so in the future, those that are new to Web3, those that are, you know, interested, this is a really cool way for them to get involved, um, test the waters and start to build really cool stuff. Fantastic. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the conversation. If you've enjoyed the conversation, definitely encourage you to uh like and obviously share this and help other people hear uh, what's been said today. And of course, if you want to follow Y Foundry Dow, you can at Y Foundry Dow. Um, that's the handle on Twitter. They did have a, another page originally. It was Y Dow. It's not that one. That one's been decommissioned. It is Y Foundry Dow. Um, of course, from there, you can get a link to the Discord. And if you like the vibe, as Clean put it, if you're about the vibe and maybe you don't know the technicals, uh, you can go and get to know more about that over in the Discord. I'm just looking at my questions real quick here because sometimes people email me and say... Uh, why, why are you doing that, Dr. Dusko? I just want to shout out to Arbitral Command as well. Uh, you know, one of our, the earliest people who have had us on Spaces as well. Super appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, shout out to Rapple DeFi as well. He's not here, but, but you know, I know he's part of your community, part of your team. Uh, and Dr. Dusko, thanks so much for having us on. Super happy to be here and to be speaking to your audience. Um, yeah, thanks Thanks so much. No worries, you're so welcome. And we just got a, a last minute shout out from someone who is listening today. I don't know if they want to be named or not, but he did just say to me, um, he's sick right now and unable to speak and doesn't have questions, but just wanted to say that he is enjoying listening to, you know, the te- what the talented builders are doing right now. So a bit of support for you guys there. You keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I'll be seeing you in the Discord and uh, we'll keep this conversation going, all right? We'll, we'll get you on again in the near future. Okay, well, soon, buddy. Awesome. See you guys. Thanks. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Y Foundry DAO AMA, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Get into the 
the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.